0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new season of Toast to Talk. We did a preseason opener with a lot of excitement lined up for the season. And this weekend we are in covering the Bahrain Grand Prix. I shouldn't say we are in Bahrain. Uh, one thing you'd notice is: hey, you guys are doing a post-race show on Saturday and not on Sunday. Wait, did the race happen on a Saturday? That's something new. And guess what? Next week, also the race is going to happen on a Saturday. Uh, want to introduce some things which have been the same, which is our finalists, uh, Nareen and Vignesh. Hello, welcome aboard. First question to both of you, uh, maybe I can start
1: with Nareen, is why is the race on Saturday? Uh, it's primarily because of the fact that it's happening in the Middle East and we have the Holy Ramadan happening in, in this week. So we had the first two races to happen on Sunday so they can do all the rituals. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I mean, uh, Ramzan is starting uh next week yeah. from a Sunday, so they moved uh the Saudi race by a day ahead, which meant that they moved the Bahrain race by a day ahead also. So that, but yeah, that's pretty much the reason why we are having these races on Saturday. It gets back to the regular scheduling. Uh, after that, I said certain things haven't changed. Vignesh, what is your first take on the review of the first race of the season? Um. As I looked through multiple channels of my
2: Formula 1 group, the one thing which was pretty consistent across all the channels is that, okay, um, is there any possibility to actually give the season back and get a new season out of the box? That was the view, which all clearly pertains to the way that, okay, it's business as usual, Red Bull winning the races by a big margin. And of course, uh, at least we have the mix of the F1.5, with Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren in the mix. So, yeah,
0: it's business as usual. So, yeah, uh, results were business as usual. Maybe, I I guess, for Red Bull, uh, specifically for Perez, confidence boost to start off the season compared to last year where he was languishing in the mids before he could catch up. But a Red Bull 1-2, Clearly, no one cares about the F1 jinx anymore, the first-race jinx. Uh, last year, Max broke that and looks like he's figured that he's going to continue doing that. But Naren, from your perspective, obviously, Red Bull showed that they were miles apart. Uh, a pretty standard race from their perspective, 1-2. I think the only excitement was Max had to get GP to pay 50 euros because he lost a bet that Max would not get the pole position today uh but apart from that from the other team's perspective what did you feel uh what did 2024 start uh, seem like do we have promise are there unbroken promises are there broken promises based on
1: what you saw so far okay uh, in my opinion uh, in my opinion maybe we can still see the likes of ferrari being in the second construction championship, given the fact that it was Red Bull one two and Ferrari three and four, compared to last year opening where we had we had Red Bull one two, but the three and four were a mix of Aston Martin and Ferrari. So this year you see the the Ferraris are still kicking, but only time can tell because Ferraris are not very consistent with the, the development they do their car and also on track so we'll have to see that uh, this is number one number two is that uh, i was actually expecting that uh, given the fact that uh, alonso was giving a run for people's money by very going very close to p3 in the qualifying i thought he would at least come uh, in p3 but uh, sadly he didn't make it maybe uh, they will have to, or they will be in one of the top threes going forward in the future. My biggest disappointments comes from Alpine. Uh, obviously, they were not really, really good at all. Uh, they had a very, very poor qualifying session. Uh, so overall, it, it is still a mixed bag. If we have, if we consider the top, if we completely remove the top guns of Ferraris and Red Bulls and Probably a little bit of Mercedes and Aston Martin. It is still a mixed bag in the midsection and the end. But um, only time can tell. Only one race can't really say what is happening. Because last year, we thought, okay, Sergio Perez will be the second. He had a very tough season season in between and he came back. So, only time can tell.
0: Makes sense. Uh, Vignesh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so...
2: From the get go, I would say that okay, seeing the first race of the season, right? I would say that okay, Lewis Hamilton made a good move for 2025. He can clearly see that okay, Ferrari are way better uh, as compared to Mercedes, McLaren, and others. So that's that simply sees a step forward, and it seems that okay, Ferrari might challenge for the constructors. And so his move, which people had dubbed as another not so good move, has been proving to be better. Uh, one thing which Ferrari would be, again, doubting is that, it, did they get the right driver in? Uh, they should have gone for Carlos Sainz, then Leclerc. That's a pretty debatable topic, but yeah, one thing. Uh, apart from that, I see Williams have made a, uh, sorry, McLaren have made a considerable progress. The one team which has dropped down considerably is Alpine, who are performing well. And the quali says that, okay, they, have, they are the worst team and Haas is better than them, which should give a respite to Haas. But yeah, that's how the entire thing stands. And of course, um, overall, I would say that okay, the only American driver in the grid is giving us at least some drama to play with.
0: <clears throat> but apart from the fact that a lot of this sounds like hope against hope, that we have an exciting season lined up, in terms of technical changes that have come about this year, would love to hear your thoughts because that could potentially play a role in mixing things up as, like you highlighted, right? Like Hamilton's been looking at the 26 roadmap and that's one of the reasons why his shift to Ferrari has been justified, that he feels that Ferrari is lining up very well for 2026 when we have a lot of changes in play and how they're going to play out. Uh, but just looking at this season what are the technical changes and what how much of the technical changes do you feel will make a difference this season
2: okay so first technical change which i see is a safety car regulation and it says that okay uh, instead of lap 3 when the normal um, drs is, is enabled um it should start from lap 2 so they have reduced it by one lap which also says that okay after the safety car drs gets enabled after two laps now it will be just the next lap after the safety car has gone in how this is going to impact is first is drivers would not get that much time to warm up their tires two laps was considerable enough to warm their tires to a optimum grip to bring it to speed and get the drs get going now it will not be second with two laps, drivers in the front had an opportunity to build a gap. Now that's gone. They could have taken that two laps to get the other person not getting a DRS. Now that has been gone. So substantially now you have lesser laps to defend of a DRS from, the, from your opponent. And that's where the strategy will change. I would see defense taking place better. And people who are good at defense would be shining well.
1: Shout out to our Ministers of Defense. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one more thing that um, actually caught my eye when I was looking at the technical regulation changes is the way how FIA has been dealing with the appeal process. Uh, Probably from the last year, they have cut down the appeal process time from 14 days to 4 days, if I remember it correct from what I've seen from Wikipedia. This allows actually people to not... uh, give a false allegation or probably take more time to see what was wrong in the other car and, uh, and then give uh, probably uh, bad moves to the other teams. So this is actually a good way to look at it. But um, obviously teams like Red Bull will obviously find a way to go ahead and do something of their own, which we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean speaking of Red and things that they do on their own.
1: <laughs>
0: one thing that I didn't want to talk about was just between our previous episode and this episode, there was a huge uh furrow around uh, an allegation that was put against Chris Honor on uh uh yeah, an allegation of I don't know why am I blanking out on the word, but uh uh, misconduct is what I was looking for, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of uh and cry that say that, hey, maybe that's going to shake things up in Red Bull because he could potentially step away. Uh, last night or yesterday, we got to know that he's been cleared of all uh, wrongdoing and things seem to be back in normal within the pit wall of Red Bull, within the strategy room and on the track. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on based on, you know, there were some leaks that came out and things like, what are your, what's the buzz that's going on in the community about what happened with Red Bull and Horner
1: to be specific? Okay. Uh, do you want me to start? Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, okay. Uh, it, it, it It is probably similar to what happens when you have a lot of money and Probably sometime during the winter, more time uh, with you during the winter testing because I don't know what Christine was doing at that point in time. But then, uh, anyways, we are uploading this on YouTube, so I don't want it to be copyright infringement, but with names. So, uh, what I was actually thinking is yes and no, it is a bit of a gray area of what exactly happened. Uh, we only have leaks of uh, of uh, things that were happening uh, but uh, we uh, we really are not sure if that uh, that leak still is true or not true uh, the only thing that we can actually tell is it might be true, given the fact that there has been some allegations that has been surfacing on the media. So what we can actually do is only link, interlink the news and the chats. So that's what we can do. Is it true or is it really not true? Um, that, that's something that uh, that uh, nobody can tell. And let me
0: switch the question. Like obviously, that's allegations. We can't really comment on allegations. But do you think there could be Based on what's happened, obviously it's been a lot of (laughs) change in dynamics from a very well-settled unit that Red Bull has been. Do you feel that we expect any changes in how Red Bull performs this year and potential future changes where we might see a change in the team principal? Because this is an individual who's probably going to celebrate 20 years soon uh, being the team principal and
1: is this a call for change? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, probably that. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll just uh, say one point. Maybe sorry, in maybe in that perspective, given the fact that uh, Christian honor has a very very good track record of having four championship, three championships, four in the making put together and he has probably nurtured the best talent in Max Verstappen by, if you see his winning margins are huge and it's not just a driver that makes the winning margin possible, it's also the team principle that makes it possible. Given the fact that he has a track record, I'm very sure that, uh, uh, you know, very, very uh, Forced, forced um, so to say, uh, actions will probably be not taken against him. Uh, he has a very huge backing with the Red Bull team and Helmut Marko himself. So, uh, probably with re- this is with respect to Christian With respect to the team, it will be probably business as usual because they have to still do the work uh, to win the championship and uh, take the team forward. Yeah.
2: So, just one thing which I wanted to say, see, I contradict a bit of the view per se, considering that, okay, see, this is a team. It's not that the first time this team was embroiled in controversies, right? You In the past, we have seen that, okay, Helmut uh giving out racial those and still being a part of the team advisory board brings out the culture, what the team is. And in that way, I see that, okay, there would be no impact on Christian honor considering that, okay, it's not that big, like a racial slur, but then a misconduct is a misconduct. I would also would like to point out the timing of the leaks because it was brought out after the independent, so-called independent investigation, completed their investigation and set Christian a free. So the timing also is one thing which will affect it. Uh, Overall, I would see that, okay, there is no change which is going to take place. But then from an outside perspective, I say this puts a bad image to the sport as a whole wherein it shows that, okay, Formula One and the FIA group and the whole Formula One diverse association is there to actually protect people who are having misconducts and other things and does not portray the things in a good limelight. Uh, If F1 has to improve its image, considering that, okay, it has to appeal for a global audience, there needs to be some substantial action to take place. When it would be, how it would be. Is a um, question to be acted upon. But then again, if all this all depends on the validity and the claim that, okay, whatever was leaked was in fact indeed true and it was not manipulated using any artificial software and deep fake uh, tools. If it is true, then yeah, there needs to be a strict action which needs to be taken place or else it would set a precedence that, okay, you do anything and you can go spot free in Formula 1.
0: Yeah, I mean, keeping that allegations aside and power of technology, if you're winning, then I think you do get a free pass in a lot of cases, at least that's what we've seen on the track. There's been a lot of debates through our previous episodes where judgments, rulings have gone for uh, you know, Red Bull specifically versus their competitors. And I think we've discussed that time and again. Uh, obviously, there's a perspective that there is interpretation of the rules and that gap can seem like a bias. So we leave (coughs) FIA to the point that they are doing their best in terms of being uh, non-prejudiced and working towards what the overall fair ruling should be. But that said, as we move into next week, which is really quick, Saudi Arabia is coming up, similar region, a faster paced track. I remember the first time in, Uh, Saudi was going to debut, the drivers were worried about the speeds that they were hitting and they had to sort of slow it down. But it still remains one of those fastest tracks. Based on the performances that we have seen so far in the qualifying and the race that we had, do you expect any changes or what are your predictions for the Saudi Grand Prix race? You can exclude Uh the fact that the first person might still be Max Verstappen, will probably be Max Verstappen. Uh, But let's talk about...
1: Positions 2 onwards. Uh, maybe, okay, uh, it's still a mixed bag, but then I still give my uh, my shout out to Sergio Perez because of the fact that uh, Jada is still a street track and uh, Sergio Perez is a, a street king. And we can also not remove the fact that uh, Alonso is very very good in defending in street track specifically Uh, he has proven multiple times so uh, if he has very good practice pace if he has very good qualifying pace and he lands up in one among the top five at least he still has a chance for the podium Uh, now we also see like Vignesh was saying that uh, McLaren of Oscar and uh, Lando has started to show pace right from the beginning, unlike the previous season where they only started to show after summer. So maybe they also would have a chance uh, as probably fourth and fifth. Close to that will be then Mercedes. Then then the did I also already say uh, Aston Martin? Yes, um, Aston Martin, uh, McLaren, Mercedes, and then the rest.
2: Uh, that's a wonderful prediction, I would say, from Naveen because he has excluded Ferrari out of the back, uh, which actually says that, okay, see, if asked about my prediction, I would always say that, okay, I'll go with Sergio Perez. uh, Just because time and again, Sergio Perez has shown that, okay, in the first half of a season, he can be consistent. His form drops in the second half. And that would be evident in this season also, I believe. So keeping that in mind, I would say Sergio Perez would be second. Um, Third, I would love to give to Leclerc um, just because um, he is good in certain type of situation where he is put under pressure. But yeah, of course, there are good chances of him making mistakes. So, I can put uh, Leclerc or Carlos in the third position. Uh, Fourth, I would say Lewis um, just on the fact that, okay, although today was not one of his best days, he was still able to uh, come up the grid. He had qualified ninth. He con- confirmed and he com- confirmed, I think, so at seventh. So he came up. That's one thing. And in spite of all these things, he had a broken seat, which was funny. And you never know that, okay, how a broken seat shifts the driver's dynamics. Because then normally while driving a car, if the seat is not aligned properly, you face back aches. You are unable to drive properly with concentration at a higher level. And Formula 1 requires a lot of this concentration. So, keeping that in mind, getting a 7th is a wonderful result for Lewis. And that's the reason I expect him to come higher up. Of course, Russell will be there. Um, If you ask me, McLaren are still, I would say, Lando is a great person. Same with Oscar. But they still don't have this, uh, how I say, the level of expertise and experience Mm -hmm. to go against these behemoths like the bigger teams so that's why I'll just keep them a bit lower than these two Aston Martin of course Alonso is doing great I really believe that after his one small crash which had taken place that accident after that he has started reverse aging that's my theory going forward so uh, that's why I believe Alonso will be doing better Uh, there is nothing I expect from scroll anything above 17 is his best um to a position, according to me. After that, we have the final, which is Williams, which is... Uh, in case of that, Alban is one guy. I would say that, okay, he can do great. Other than that, the great remains sure
0: Yeah, so I think the curious case of Fernando Alonso is the X-factor in shaking things up. And let's see how that plays out next week. Uh, it's interesting that you... You know, with Hamilton with a broken seat... Uh, You placed higher than Russell, who seems to be so far uh, more gelled in with the machine. But one race is too early to say anything. And then you're talking about a multi-year world champion, who obviously, as he looks to even switch next year, will want to finish off with a bang here, rather than have any question marks put into him on his performance to say that he didn't give his best because he was looking to move. And that's something I know that he's, that we've seen through the years that he's has been very driven about his performance and his passion and dedication towards uh, whichever team he's worked on. And in every race, irrespective of how bad the machine has been. So keeping all of that in mind, a fast paced track next week, street circuit. Let's see what's lined up. uh. It's too early to say whether we're going down 2023 repeat. Doesn't seem so, so far, uh, except for the fact that Max seems to be maxing things out. But let's see how everyone else plays out. And obviously, as we discussed in our preseason, this is the season where at the end of which a lot of seats open up and the opportunities open up for drivers to move around. So everyone's trying to be doing their best to see where they can land up into next season. Otherwise, as Vignesh highlighted, there's always F2, which we all should probably shift to. And quick shout-out from an India perspective, Vignesh, if you want to share quick updates on the F2 before we close out.
2: Yeah, so so well, one good thing is that for the first uh, opening season of uh, F2, we had Kush Miami from India who had scored the pool position. Although, yeah, he finished fifth, but... um it's a great view from an Indian perspective that, okay, we have Indian talents rising up after Narayan Karthikeyan and Karun talk. So, yeah, I think
0: 2026, 2027 has a lot more for us, apart from the technical changes, potential Indian drivers in F1 with that. Yeah, of Naren, course his brother is
2: also there. So oh
0: yeah, uh, with that Vignesh and Naren, thank you for your time today on our next episode of Toaster Talk and to our viewers welcome back to a new season we're hoping things shake up and drop in your comments and thoughts in the comment section like share subscribe like we always do to another season of Toast the to talk on the toast network and good evening good night to everyone